Good morning, everyone, and those joining us online, good morning. Welcome to Bethel today as we've come to look into God's Word and, and uh, be encouraged and um, challenged from His Word. And so I hope you brought your copy of the Bible today or have it at home and find with us the book of Deuteronomy. We're looking at the study of the Ten Commandments. We're talking about foundations and about the res restoration of foundations in our life morally uh, for us as a church and understanding about a right relationship with God. We're to love God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all of our mind, and all of our strength. Jesus said this, the first and greatest commandment. He said the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. These two, on these two hang all of the law and the prophets. The Ten Commandments are about those two uh, summations that Jesus gave us uh, in the Gospels. They are indeed about loving God supremely and rightly relating to one another. So today we're at the Fifth Commandment and we're looking at it together. And if you open your Bible and you find with me uh, the uh, <clears throat> verse number 16, Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you, so that you may live long and so that you may prosper in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Amen. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, as we come to you today, we ask that you speak to us from your inspired, unerring word. Father, we need to know the truth because the truth indeed does set us free. I pray that, Father, we would uh, cast off other tr things that are purported to be true but are not true. And, Father, help us to understand you speak words of life to us and truth and that you love us. And, Father, you've given us your word for our benefit and for your glory. Father, I pray that we today might focus and hear your voice, Holy Spirit of God. We ask that you do business in our lives in this room and online today for all who will watch. And Father, that we need to hear your voice. And I pray that God, that you would speak to us. You would convict us. You would confront us. You would confirm truth to us. And that Father, you would lead us to fully repent and trust in you alone. You alone have the words of life. So we come to you, Father. Have your way in our lives. Speak. We are listening. In Jesus' name, amen. As we look at this commandment today, we want to first of all think about what does this commandment mean. And so I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell you, then I'm going to tell you, and then I'm going to tell you what I told you, all right? And so let's look at it together. First of all, what does this commandment mean? And then secondly, why is this commandment important? And then we're going to talk about how do I honor father and mother? How do I do that? And then what does it mean for us as parents, this commandment that God has given us? So roughly, that's the outline for today. First of all, understand the background and understand it, that this is about the establishment of identity of the people of God. He's giving them the law at Mount Sinai in Exodus we see the giving of the law at Mount Sinai. And it's about this covenant relationship uh, with God and his chosen people. And that thing that it's helping us to understand, these Ten Commandments, 
is how do we relate to God, this God who has saved us, this God who has redeemed us, and this God who's elected us to be his people, bringing us out of Egypt, out of slavery, and we are now following him. How do we rightly relate to this God? Secondly, how do we relate rightly to one another in a way that God approves in our life? What does God expect? Of us. This is called the Decalogue. The word deca means ten. In, these are ten words, ten commands that he has given us. Now, who is this addressed to? Today, the verse number 16 in this is honor your father and your mother. Now, who is this addressed to? This is addressed to adults and not children only, but to adults, not adolescents. But adults, usually when the preacher gets to the Ten Commandments and he comes to this commandment, the parents are all tempted to say, kids, get in here and listen to this. This part's for you. But really, it's for all of us. Amen? And so we are to honor our father and mother. What does this commandment mean? All right, first point. Number one, to honor means to give weight to to highly esteem, highly prize, to value more than any other relationship other than our relationship with God, to honor your father and your mother. It means to give them the weight and glory and position that they deserve as God's image bearers. They are the closest in authority to you relationally. And you are to highly esteem them, to respect them. To ob- and you respect them in order to obey them, to learn from them, and to be protected by them. This is a fundamentally important relationship. In our time, this connection between honoring parents and maintaining civilization is not widely recognized. On the contrary, many of the best educated parents do not believe that children need to show them honor, since honoring implies an authority figure, and that's a status many modern parents reject. In addition, many parents seek to be loved, not honored by their children. So writes Dennis Prager, social commentary and Bible teacher. Prager goes on to say, says, yet neither the Ten Commandments nor the Bible elsewhere commands us to love our parents. This is striking, given the Bible commands us to love our neighbor, to love God, and to love the alien and the stranger. For whatever reason, there will always be individuals, he goes on to write, who do not love a parent. Therefore, the Bible doesn't ask you to do something psychologically or emotionally impossible, but does demand that we show honor to our parents. This commandment is about honoring them, their role, their position, their authority in your life. Now, why is this commandment important? I'm glad you asked. Now, look with me to Deuteronomy chapter 5. Notice Jesus, uh, Paul reminds us, and the Lord... uh, And the Lord himself quotes this commandment. He says, honor your father and mother, verse 16. 
that the uh, mother, the, as the Lord your God has commanded you, that you may live long, that you may prosper in the land the Lord your God has given you. Now look with me to verse number 32. Be careful to do as the Lord your God has commanded you. You're not to turn aside to the right or to the left. Follow the whole instruction of the Lord, uh, instruction the Lord your God has commanded you, so that you may live, prosper, and have a long life in the land that you possess. This commandment, first of all, is a link between rightly relating to God and rightly relating to one another. Now, as you think about the Ten Commandments, what is the first one? You are to have no other gods, what, other than me, beside me. What is the second commandment? You are not to fashion or make what? Idols, graven images and idols to worship them. You are to worship only me. What is the next one? His name, right? We are not to take the name of the Lord our God, how? In vain. We're not to use it vainly, use it for our purposes. You're not to misuse God's name. Fourth one, that was just last week. What was it? Remember the what? Sabbath. The Sabbath, this special day, the Lord, that there's a six in one, and we are to be right, we are to set aside and give this day of worship, acknowledging Him on His day. It's His name, it's His day, it's His holiness, it's His authority, it's His worship that is due Him alone. It brings us now to a, 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 a link between the two tablets because the second part of the tablet has to do with our relationship with, with one another. But he says in this one, honor your father and mother. Why? How is that a link? This is a link because when you honor father and mother, you're honoring God's authority that he has placed over and in your life. And when you honor authority, it helps you then to not kill, not murder, not uh, lie, and not commit adultery, to rightly relate to one another. It is a link between the two tablets. And so when you disrespect mom and dad, you disrespect everyone else. When you disrespect mom and dad, you disrespect teacher. When you disrespect mom and dad... You disrespect police. You disrespect law. You disrespect coaches. You disrespect your peers. You disrespect your neighbor because you don't respect authority in your life. That rebellion brings destruction into your life. Deuteronomy chapter number 4, verse number 40. Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse number 40. Keep his statutes and commands, which I'm giving you today, so that your children after you may prosper and so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you for all time. It brings blessing into your life. It brings generational blessing when there's obedience within the family order. This very commandment is linked to the holiness code in Leviticus chapter number 19. If you have your Bible, look with me to Leviticus 19, verse number 2. Uh, we'll look at the verse number 2. Speak to the entire Israelite community and tell them, listen, you be holy because I, the Lord your God, am holy. Now, watch verse 3. 
Each of you is to respect his what? Mother and what? Father. Notice the order there. Mom and dad. Mother and father. And you're to keep my Sabbath. I am the Lord your God. It is holiness before God is linked to the honoring of mother and father. So it is a right link to rightly relating to God and to one another. Secondly, it's the foundation of a strong society. When you respect authority, then you will respect civil government and church and other authorities in your life. Disrespect authority, rebel against it, and you'll become a rebel in your heart against other authority as well. Society cannot survive without family. Remove the family and a society will inherently crumble, eventually crumble. God created family and marriage and home before any other institution. And it's fundamentally important. Listen, please, today. I'm going to say some things today that may turn, may sound to you hard. But it's true, and it's life-giving. It will be different than the voice of a culture. Would you listen closely? How many of y'all believe God's Word is true? Amen. And needs to be obeyed in our life. Children are to honor their parents. A father and mother who are not honored are essentially... Adult peers of their children. They're not parents. No generation knows this better than ours. The terrible consequences and the destructive nature of growing up without a father. Fatherless boys are far more likely to grow up and commit violent crime and mistreat women and act against society in every way. And girls who do not have a father to honor and a mother to honor, and hopefully to love as well, are more likely to seek wrong men and engage in promiscuous activity at an early age. Your home is fundamentally important. Honoring parents is how we come to recognize moral authority. When we have a moral authority in our life that is above us, somebody that we are accountable to morally, that provides guardrails in our life about how to live. It helps set boundaries in our life. It helps us understand that there's a moral code and understanding in our life. And the ultimate authority is God and His Word. But it's hard to honor God without a parent's voice teaching you the Word of God. Well, there's so many things I might disagree with. Sigmund Freud, who is a father of, philosophy, of, of psychiatry and an atheist, he theorized that one's attitude toward one's father largely shaped one's attitude toward God. Maybe there's something to that. I think there is. 
Another reason that this command is fundamental to society, listen closely, it is an antidote to totalitarianism. Now listen close. There's a Marxist agenda, a totalitarian agenda. And one of the things that the totalitarian movements seek to do is to destroy the child and parent bond. And the child becomes more, has greater allegiance to the state than to the parent. And when you destroy that parent-child bond, then the parents become the state itself. And the larger the state becomes, the more it usurps parental role and responsibility. I'm telling you, there's an enemy to the home, and it's Satan, himself, and all of his minions. And he infiltrates different philosophies and political strategies and and cultural movements to destroy home and family. It's essential for us as believers in Jesus Christ to preserve our family. Amen. It amazes me that evangelical Christians are always accused of cramming our values down other people's throats. Really? Who's redefining when life begins? Is that us? Who's changed what we think about premarital sex? Is that us? Who's changing what we believe about what marriage is? Is that us? Is that the word? Who's cramming values down anybody's throat? Who's cramming down this whole gender confusion? Is that us? No. And this isn't a new thing coming. Listen closely. 25 plus years ago, the United Nations Fourth World Conference, it was in 1995 at Beijing, China, This is their stated goals. The goal is to give the members of the human family five genders from which to choose instead of two. When freed from traditional biases, a person can decide whether to be male, female, homosexual, lesbian, transgender. Some may want to try all five in a time. Homosexuality is considered the moral equivalent to heterosexuality. For women, however, the preferred love relationship is lesbian in nature. In that way, male oppressiveness can be negated. Artificial insemination is the ideal method for producing a pregnancy. And a lesbian partner should have the same parenting rights accorded historically to biological fathers. Now that was written 25 plus years ago. It was the agenda in the United Nations Conference on Women. You see, it's being carried out, don't you? This agenda, not just here, I'm not, this is in our world in which we live. And it's time for us to say, wake up. There is a Marxist agenda that wants to destroy your family. Now listen to me, 
it also wants to destroy a church. And persecution's coming. But we know the truth because the truth will set you free. God loves you, cares about you. Now this brings us to the next thing about the order, the ordained order for family that we find in this text. He says, honor whom your father and your what? Mother. You see, within the home, within the family, it's built on a father and a what? Mother. Marriage is fundamentally between a man and a woman. And in that man-woman becomes father and mother. Marriage is sacred. Your marriage is sacred. Your marriage is sacred. They came to Jesus and said, can we divorce our wife for any reason at all? And he said, what does the scripture say? They said, well, Moses said we could have a certificate of divorce. You could divorce your wife. He says that law was given only because of the sinfulness of your heart. In the beginning, it was not that way. God created man and woman, male and female. He made them man and woman. And a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. And the two shall become one flesh. Now listen, what God therefore has joined together... Let no man tear asunder. Let no man separate that. Your marriage is sacred before God. Marriage is not just for your joy, but it ought to produce joy. But your marriage is not for your own satisfaction. It's not just about your own happiness. Well, I'm just not happy. I'm going to get. No, it's not about you. Your marriage isn't about you. It is about God's glory. Your marriage is about Him, not you. When it's all focused on me, well, I'm not getting what I want out of my. Well, no wonder we're destroying our marriage. Isn't it greater? This thing is greater than that. Your needs. It's about God's glory. It's about who we are in instituting a home and replenishing the earth and subduing it and being the people of God. It's about the gospel of Jesus Christ that's preached in your marriage. That you're loving your wife like Christ loved the church. I'm telling you, my friends, we need to understand the fundamental Social, the order, the order for family that God has given us. Because in the home is where boys learn to be men. And it's in the home that boys learn to respect a woman. And girls learn to be moms. And it's in the home where girls learn to be respected by men. And it's in the home where the truth of the Word of God is taught. It's in the home where we learn to get along. It's in the home that we learn to forgive each other. It's in the home that we learn about the grace of the Lord Jesus. It's in the home and in the family that we see modeled the gospel of Jesus Christ. And your daughter needs you, Mom. And your son needs you, Dad. Don't leave your position as father and mother in your home. It provides generational blessing in chapter 4, verse 40. 
It, it, is, it blesses your son and your grandchildren. It blesses your family generationally when we obey these principles. Amen? Am I speaking the truth? How do I honor father and mother? Good. Say, Pastor, can we move to another subject? How do I honor our father and mother? Number one, we need to speak respectfully of one another, to one another. You're dishonoring when you speak disrespectfully to one another. Honor means to regard as weighty. In Mark's gospel, chapter number 7, Jesus said, quoting Moses, Whoever speaks evil of father and mother may be put to death. That's what the law says. In Exodus 21, 17 says, Whoever curses his father or mother must be put to death. The word curse there means to esteem lightly. Parents should be treated uniquely. You should talk to your parents differently than you talk to anyone else. There should be a respect toward your parents. I talked with my mom yesterday. And I said, hey, mom, how are you? How are you feeling? Well, I know she's got some health issues. I'm talking with her about it. Within my voice is respect for her. She's my mother. I said, Mom, can I pray with you? She said, Son, thank you. And so I just prayed with her on the phone. And I said, I love you, Mom. She said, I love you, son. I'm 63 years old. I'm still honoring my father and my mother. Humbly submit to them. In the book of Ephesians, chapter number 6, Paul writes, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, because this is right. Honor, now he quotes this commandment. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may have a long life in the land. Children, obey your parents. See, when you honor them is one thing, but you also submit to their authority so that you can learn from them. Without submission, you will not learn from them. Now listen, it's not submission carte blanche. It's in the Lord. Obey them in the Lord. You don't obey them above the Lord. If your parents ask you to do something contrary to God's word, you must obey God rather than men. And you're not to obey them to the detriment of your own marriage for adult children. When you leave father and mother and cleave to a wife, then you become one flesh. You still honor your parents' relationship. But now the priority is your new home that you have established. Amen? Amen. Secondly, obediently learn from them. Not only humbly submit to them, but obediently learn from them. Number three, Proverbs chapter eight, 1, verse 8 and 9. Listen, my son, to your father's instruction, and don't reject your mother's teaching, for they will be a garland of favor on your head and pendants 
around your neck. Isn't that beautiful? He said, your father's instruction and your mother's teaching, both mother and father teaching. Notice with me in the book of Proverbs, chapter number 6, verse number 20. Proverbs 6, verse number 20. My son, keep your father's command and don't reject your mother's teaching. Verse number 21. Proverbs 6.21, always bind them to your heart, tie them around your neck. When you walk here and there, they will guide you. When you lie down, they will watch over you. When you wake up, they will talk to you. For a command is a lamp, teaching is a light, and corrective discipline is the way of life. Wow. He said, listen, this is what your teaching of your mom and dad is. They teach you God's word as they show you, live with you, teach you. He says, it will bring blessing in your life. It will guide you. It will guard you. It will protect you. That's what did your parents teach you? Hmm. I grew up in a Christian home, Christian family, Christian parents, Christian church. So when I went off to the university to study, I no longer had some of the boundaries that I had before. I didn't have to check in and let my parents know what time I got in at night. I didn't have any kind of curfew. I didn't, they weren't watching what I was doing. And so I had a lot of latitude. While I was in the university away on a college campus, there were lots of temptations afforded to me. But I continued to hear the voice of my parents who taught me about what was right and what was wrong. It guided me, helped me, and protected me. We're to highly esteem them. In Proverbs chapter number 4, verse number 1, Proverbs chapter 4, beginning with verse 1, Listen, sons, to a father's discipline. Pay attention that you may gain understanding. For I'm giving you good instruction. Don't abandon my teaching. When I was a son with my father... Tender and precious to my mother, he taught me and said, Your heart must hold on to my words. Keep my commands and live. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Don't forget or turn away from the words of my mouth. Don't abandon wisdom. She will watch over you. Love her and she will guard you. Wisdom is supreme. So get wisdom. And whatever else you get, get understanding. Cherish her, and she will exalt you. Embrace her, she will honor you. And she'll place a garland of favor on your head and give you a crown of beauty. He said, esteem them, this source of wisdom from your mother and your father. Listen to me closely. Moms, listen to me. You're to be a mother in your family. The thing your daughter needs is not a best friend. She needs a mom. And your fathers teach your children. What your children need is not a good buddy that likes you. Your children need a dad that speaks truth into their life. Love with them, play with them, provide for them, be with them, but teach them. 
and don't abduct your responsibility as a father and mother. Amen? Amen. Amen. So we're to obediently learn from them. We're highly esteem them. The other thing I want to say about this is we need to forgive them. Your parents will make major mistakes, or at least minor ones. I know I have. Thank God my children aren't here to tell me all of those today. And you have to forgive your parents. They're going to fail you. They're going to make wrong decisions. Sometimes they're going to punish you wrongly or unjustly. I know that I have. And sometimes they're going to make decisions that weren't the best or the right decision, but it's the best decision they knew to make, and maybe it was wrong. But you must forgive them. Not only forgive them, listen, you hold on to grudges, it's going to bring disaster in your life. Forgive your parents where they fail. And then pray for them. Your mom and dad need prayer. Pray for them. Amen. And then support them and provide for them. You don't honor your parents if you won't provide for them. Interesting story found in Mark's Gospel, chapter number 7. We find Jesus with, uh, uh, confronting some of the religious leaders in his day. And the, uh, Jesus pointed out their hypocrisy. He says, you value the traditions of men more than the law of God. Because the law of God says to honor your father and mother, but you haven't honored them because what you do is when you see your father and mother who are in financial need, but rather than help them, you have your resources that are set available to help somebody in need, and you say they are given unto the Lord. They're Corban, meaning I've given it. Mom and Dad, I'd like to help you out, but I can't help you because I've given it unto the Lord. And it's a way, a legal loophole to sidestep the responsibility of caring for and taking care of your family. And he said, you've nullified the word of God by your traditions. The Bible tells us if a man doesn't take care of his own family, he's worse than an infidel, an unbeliever. If you refuse to care for your parents, you're dishonoring God, you're dishonoring them. And let me tell you what you do. When you do not take care of your aging or hurting parents, your children are watching how you care for them. And believe me, it's not long till you're in that position. You dishonor your parents, your children will dishonor you. So it brings us to this next point. What does this mean for us as parents? In Deuteronomy chapter number 6, do you have your Bible? Deuteronomy chapter 6, just the next chapter over from where we were at. This is the command, the statutes and the ordinances the Lord your God has commanded me to teach you. Now listen. So that you may follow them in the land you're about to enter and possess. Do this that you may fear the Lord your God all the days of your life by keeping all of his statutes and commands I'm giving you, your son and your grandson, that you may have a long life. 
Listen, Israel, be careful to follow them that you may prosper and multiply greatly because the Lord, the God of your ancestors, has promised you a land flowing with milk and honey. Listen here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your strength. These words I'm giving you today are to be in your heart. Repeat them to your children. Talk about them when you sit in your house, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. Bind them as a sign on your hand and let them be a symbol on your forehead. And write them on the doorpost of your house and on your city gates. Amen. What does this mean? First of all, he says you need to follow the Lord. He says, these commands I'm giving you that you may follow them in the land that you're about to possess. Verse number one. Are you following the Lord? This is my question to you, parents. What does this mean for parents? Parents, you can't lead right if you aren't following the Lord yourself. Have you given your life to Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of your life? Parents, have you trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior? Have you yourself become a child of God? Jesus said, but as many, the Bible says, but as many as received him to them, he gave the right to become the children of God, even those who believe in his name. Have you put your faith and trust in him that you might become a child of God? Secondly, obey his word. Not only follow the Lord, but obey his word. Are you obeying his word? Listen, parents, if you want your children to honor you, to learn from you, if you want to have an impact in their life as God has set up this commandment to do, you must first of all follow the Lord yourself. Secondly, you need to obey his word yourself. Thirdly, you need to learn his word yourself. Are you in the word, parent? Are you letting the Word of God guide you, guard your heart? Are you letting it fill your mind? Are you letting it form your values? Are you letting God's Spirit speak into your heart as you take in and learn His Word and apply it in your own life and your family? Fourthly, you need to model the Word of God. Model it in your walk and in your life. That's exactly what this Deuteronomy 6 is all about. He says you're to bind this on your arms next to your heart and put it on your foreheads in your mind and you're to talk about it. Repeat it to your children. Talk about it. When you sit in your house, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. He says write this on the doorposts of your house. This is who we are. This is what we believe. And this is where we go. And this becomes a part of the, uh, the, the, your home. And it gives strength to your children. It gives boundaries. It gives understanding. It gives more authority. It frees them up to be men and women of God in a broken world. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 5, Paul writes to young Timothy, his son in the ministry, I recall your sincere faith that first lived in your grandmother, Lois, and in your mother, Eunice. 
and I'm convinced, is in you also. The faith I see in you, Tim, I saw in your grandma, and I saw in your mama. It was modeled for Timothy. We're to shepherd our family. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 2 means, oh, no, I'm sorry, I skipped ahead. Let me say one point also. You need to be present with your children. That means be there. Paul said, don't provoke your children to wrath. One of the ways we provoke them to wrath is our absenteeism. We're detached from our children emotionally. We're never present in important moments of their life. And when we are present with them, they're never able to please you because you're critical. You exasperate them. You frustrate them. And you provoke them. We need to take this parenting job seriously, my friends, and ask for the grace of God. Amen. Shepherd your family. That brings us to the text that was just on the screen. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 2. Listen, shepherd God's flock. That's who God's given you. He's given you a little flock in your home. Shepherd God's flock, not overseeing out of compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you. Not out of greed for money, but eagerly. Look at the screen. Not lording it over those not lording over those who are entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. Let your life be an example in your life. Amen. Don't we need God's help to do this? Amen. Now here's some troubling questions, and I, I, I'll be done in just a moment. Stay with me. And some of the troubling questions for some of us here in the room today is there's been deep injury in this parent-child relationship. And maybe in your heart you feel that you were neglected, abused, abandoned. And for you, the question is, how do I honor if, and you can fill in the blank, how do I honor mother and father if this happened? If my parents were cruel, if my parents were abusive, if my parent abandoned me. Dennis Prager said, some parents have so acted so cruelly, not annoyingly, but cruelly, that it's morally impossible to honor them. It's true. There are such cases but they are rare. But if that's your case, then what? Now listen. Honor those who have been parents to you. If that parent was an uncle, if that parent was an aunt, if that parent was a grandmother or a grandfather, then you honor those who parented you. If you were in foster care and somebody cared for you and parented you, if you were abandoned but somebody else stepped into that, then you honor them. Honor your community of faith who's spoken life to you and loved you. And trust in a heavenly Father 
who loves you and has given his son for you. Honor him. Love him. Proverbs 27 verse 10 says, Even if my father and my mother abandon me, the Lord cares for me. Now listen close. If that's true in your life, then you ask God to help you. Give what you did not receive from your father or mother. But you longed to receive. And you give it to your children and your grandchildren by the grace of God. And the Holy Spirit will minister to the deep hurt in your life. Amen. Father in heaven, I thank you for these words. They're powerful and true. Oh, Father, have your way in our lives. If there's somebody here that doesn't know Christ as Savior, I pray that today they will turn from sin and pray simply, Dear God, I know that I've sinned and failed you. I know that I've gone the wrong way in my life. Lord, I'm broken and I need you. And I turn from sin and I trust in Christ. Lord, save me. Be my master and king. Heal me and make me to be a son and daughter for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.